Cosmere can be a confusing place. From Allomancy to Surge Binding, there's a lot to look out for. We're your hosts and escorts to the realms. I'm Griff. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is the Silverlight Silver Guide to the Cosmere. Yep. Okay, so that was the intro. <laughs> we have... Yes, because of course you create no pressure by saying no pressure. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, no. For the listeners, um, the last words out of my mouth right before the recording went live was no pressure. And that sets a threshold for anxiety that I can't handle. So, uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to introduce our very special guest host. Yes. Um, he owns the channel generic is it own the right word i i don't know i i guess I, technically is? i mean i believe i started it whatever you are you started it you are the only person on it so therefore we could just refer to it as his channel oh yes yes yeah. a youtube channel generic entertainment uh for you cosmere nerds you may have seen some of his videos um i personally am a big fan I'm trying really hard not to fanboy right now, actually. Uh, And uh, this is uh, Nathaniel. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for for joining Silverlight Guide to the Cosmere. Thank you for having me. um, That's a little bit hard to believe that you're trying hard not to fanboy because I'm, uh, I don't know. I just started making videos in my room. Uh, and I wasn't expecting it to become anything. So yeah, it's, well, it's very, it's very nice to be here and have this opportunity. Fantastic. The first thing I want to say, uh, is that I went to your about page on YouTube and on that page, it has the exact number of views that you have received on your videos. And yes. normally, normally I, you know, it doesn't matter, but I wanted to tell you what number it was on when I landed there. It was okay. on. 366,996 views. So it is all multiples of threes. And as wow. somebody who took way too many math courses in college, um, that was very uh, serendipitous for me. So um, wow. that's, uh, that's... And, I, and I took a screenshot in case anybody anywhere <laughs> wants that. Uh, because okay. I, didn't want, I didn't want people to be like, ah, you really sure? I mean, there, there weren't that many multiples of three, and there were. There were. It so was if, all multiples. If three you, uh, all the way down. For any of our listeners, if you'd like a screenshot of that, email us at guidedthecosmere <laughs> at gmail.com. All right. It's uh, very fortuitous. It is fortuitous. Three is a magic number when it comes to Roshar. Is it? Yes. yes. Well, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Three shards. To rule right. them all, and, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, three shards, three moons, three oh, of course, yeah. probably. Um, yeah, we're only at two at the moment. We're only at two by the uh, end of the tenth book. Uh, well, so so there's an interesting thing, which is, will we have three or will we have six? That's right. Because one bondsmith currently is a bondsmith of a hybrid light, mm-hmm. which implies the existence of more. one for odium. Oh right, yeah. There are nine unmade, and if we go off of what the unmade are and what the sibling is and Nightwatcher and uh, Stormfather are, I mean, could you not? But is that really? I don't I mean, really is... think the unmade are quite the same thing because, like, the sibling was a creation of cultivation and wait, was it the Stormfather and 
cultivation or was it cultivation and honor? I do not remember. Oh man, I think it was cultivation okay. and honor. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go too far into this conversation, we have some we have some updates. Okay, that's Let's, fair. Um, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we keep doing this. This is what this conversation this. will be about. Let's go tangent. We can go. We can start diving deep afterwards. All right. First thing, uh, trust book update. The the printer is printing more. Okay, that's um. If if you're getting this news through our podcast, you've probably gotten the news elsewhere. Uh, Indiegogo book. Not a whole lot uh, for the White Sands graphic novel. Right, right. Um, there's not a lot update updated there, although they have um, said the the printer is doing it faster than previously thought. Well, that's good. All right, Sadoverse uh, box for the Year of Sanderson is being shipped. Go listen to our episode on that. Yes, to um, find out what is inside and our reaction to it. Yep, and then finally, and some cool news: the Stormlight Archive tabletop rpg is going to have beta testing later this year oh and you can you can sign up if you were a part of i think what they implied was if you were part of the kickstarter you're going to be given priority access to that which i was okay exactly so So, you were about to count yourself out griff but you have me i do and i can also say that i would be more than willing to with the beta test run some things if indeed we, or you could run if you yeah, desire yeah like, and I, we can invite um nathaniel from generic entertainment to uh participate if that's something that he would like to yeah sure do, i would do you do tabletop rpgs i not really i've dabbled in it before but i would not consider myself knowledgeable on them at all um so i would have to i would i would definitely it would definitely be an uphill curve for me i mean it depends um, on how tough the rules for the tabletop rpg are because there are some that are very simple and some that are much more complex and i honestly don't know what base they're using for this game so we can okay. find out together and uh create some episodes about it potentially so we'll keep you in the loop with that that actually might not be Perfect. a bad series that'd be a that'd be an awesome series yeah, to tide us over between uh the dragon steel con and um next year's especially release if yeah, if we're doing. Did they say when that's going to be coming out? Which one? The it's are like... the table the Stormlight RPG. Uh, it'll be fully released or... next year. Although, oh, okay. With given every um, delay ever. Um, yeah. Um, late next year or. Well, I mean, hopefully they'll release a PDF even if they don't get a print version. Now. Sure, that's true. Oh, so yeah, right. hopefully we'll get that a little bit sooner than any kind of a full book. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Because um, I know that what they what they want to do with it is use it as a vessel to shove Stormlight miniatures down our throat. And I, for one, am completely prepared for that. So, <laughs> yes, you are. Um, I, I mean, they basically admitted that the miniatures campaign is just like a forerunner to this bigger RPG project. So I am here for that's, it. And yeah. what I'm kind of <laughs> hoping is that something like a... a uh, Stormlight RPG will lead into a full Cosmere RPG that has a universal rule set to cover oh, wow. any kind of investiture usage. That would be fantastic. That really would. That would let the Cosmere live forever outside of the 36 books he has planned for it, which is already <laughs> a ridiculous amount. So hold on, maybe we need to pump the brakes there. Uh, you know, but 
but really creating our own stories in that i mean it, it's it's a really solid i think the one thing that i see being a difficulty with any kind of cosmic or tabletop rpg yeah is the fact that brandon does not set monstrous enemies in his books like we get the mention of the white spy midnight essence that we're going to talk about later in this episode right. i think could be the answer to your your concern maybe but oh wait are we talking about the the black spores from tress but when dalinar goes back in the visions the inky black things that attack him oh, are called things. midnight essence okay well and that's that's dun, what i'm dun, saying dun. Here, here's the thing though like yes in each book there's usually one or two but that's it yeah. so like with a stormlight rpg the midnight essence work cosmere as a whole might run into a bit more of an issue just just autonomy keeps coming up with the creatures <laughs> And that's it. Autonomy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's just autonomy all the way down. <laughs> At this point, that's when it kind of feels like. <laughs> Who helped Odium kill a bunch of shards? I mean, was it not autonomy? Probably. We have no confirmation. Have no confirmation. Yeah, okay, okay. But it's also a strong possibility. Yeah. Okay, so um, that was it for the updates. And before we uh, get going on all of the rest of the magic in the third of our three episodes on the magic of Roshar. Um, obviously giant spoilers for everything. And if you've made it this far in this episode and um, sorry, we didn't say that sooner, but you know, well, it's also like at the top of our show. Yeah. yeah it so is. like it is. if, if you made it this far and you did not realize that we would absolutely not be spoiler free then i believe that is on your head yes okay so <sighs> jumping right into it all right the fused the fused the singers who are the well, singers okay i was about to say are we doing singers first because that we seems like a more important thing to start into other than the fuse yes yeah uh the singers are a people that are native to roshar yes where and they have cool colored carapace yes and and a gem heart and a gem heart that's right and they are definitely not crab people <laughs> probably yes <laughs> i mean uh, <laughs> i mean everything evolves to crab right yeah yeah but i mean i'll be straightforward here uh the listener bits, the listener singer fused um, all the forms. I I tried to pay attention when I was listening to the book. Right. The key emphasis on the word tried. So understood. Um, that's why we brought on Nathaniel, who <laughs> okay. has never said that he is an expert at any of this. But we thought having a third would be um, useful for this conversation. I, I will go ahead and confirm that I am not an expert on any of this, but I, I will do my best. I think uh, somewhere, someone once said, the more errors you make in content, the more engagement you get. Is that true? It is occasionally true. Yeah, it sounds like it, sounds like it might be. 
I know if I yeah. if I make a factual error in one of my videos, then I definitely get comments. Um, uh, lots of comments I mean, yes, making the same, this pointing out the same thing. Because, so yeah, people yeah. telling you that you are wrong. Exactly. <laughs> which uh, in your latest episode or vi video, uh, which was on hard sci-fi, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not real hard sci-fi. Um, which. I did not know hard sci-fi was even a term. Uh, you did include oh. <laughs> you did include a brief um, pop-up that I tried really hard to pause the video for. <sighs> no, but uh, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I made a mistake, and well, I made a couple of mistakes that some people have pointed out because I use a lot of physics terms in that video, and I don't actually know that much about physics. <sighs> but yeah, people okay, people will point that stuff out if you, which is fine. I, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so. People People are um, ruthless. Yeah, but they lack they lack Ruth. <laughs> Actually, Ruth is the word, by the way. What does Ruth mean? It means restraint. Oh, so ruthless huh. means lacking restraint. Huh. Interesting. Is that is that where the meaning of the name comes from? Yes, because it's oh. like hope or joy. Insofar oh. as it's a descriptor that was turned into a name. And the greatest of these is huh. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh tangent three well technically are we counting for just this five episode yes okay uh we're, we're not gonna count tangents no this one. no not. it's already been too late okay but back to our main our main topic yes um as as i wrote in the notes anyone we consider a parshendi is a singer the listeners specifically a listener right well so the listeners are a group of parshendi that split off from odium and um that's right and yeah. right. The, okay. the few the odium and the fused um well and the singers and and, and and the singers yeah but they are they are singers but they called themselves the listeners because they left odium and the fused so there's a group of right. parshendi that were then turned into the slave form, right? Which were exploited mm. by the Alethi and everybody else. So that's horrifying. Um, yeah, yeah, that was uh, whew. boy, the build up to that. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the listeners are that group that lived on the shattered plains, right? Um, that Venley and Eshenai and Jack Slim and so on. And so there were there uh, at the end of the Rhythm of War. Um, or Rhythm of War, not the Rhythm of War. At the end of Rhythm of War, we know that some listeners still exist. So, okay, listeners, still a, still a useful term to use. Right. Um, Even though most of them are yes. dead, right? Most, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's just most, like a, that one small group that Finley yeah. meets up with at the end. Yes. But yeah. And I bet they're going to be real important. I hope. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they have a comeback in ten years time in era two. Yeah. Their population no, has uh, gone up a little. Yeah. Well I guess that's not much time, but yeah. Fifteen years, fifteen, twenty, ten, ten years. Something like that, now. yeah. Hmm. I wonder how many they can anyways. Well that's... twenty years is a generation, so But what's the generation for the Parshendi? That I don't know. Yeah. We well, don't we haven't we haven't gone deep into Parshendi reproductive habits so other than mate form 
I mean, we know mate form exists, but apart from that... Yeah. So maybe even less reproduction than humans? I'd... You know what? We're going to leave that one there. Um, but the cool thing, the cool thing about... Well, not the cool thing. The horrifying thing about the Parshendi um, is the fused, I yes. think. The fused are terrifying. The fused are terrifying. And they seem to take Parshendi's bodies for their own. They do. They possess yeah. them. Super creepy. Extremely. Super weird. Especially because they don't... At least from what we've seen so far, which is just Pursuer... They don't seem to hold the life that they've stolen in very high regard. We've seen other Fuse. We've seen the yep. named Fuse. Okay, let have. me rephrase that. We have not seen one in battle. Or one go down. Like, uh, have what do you mean? one die apart from uh, Pursuer? Um, Rabonia. Well, oh, yeah. Raboniel gets stabbed with like the specific, um, what is it, the void light dagger? Yeah. Right, that like kills her permanently. So she wouldn't, that wouldn't really apply to her. Um, because once she dies, she won't like inhabit a new body. That's right. Right. Um, right. So we've seen her, we've seen her do a true death. Um, yeah. We've seen Pursuer do with, a true death. Yeah. At the end. At the when, end with when L. L. Yeah. yeah. Which is, that was, the epigraphs of the final part of Rhythm of War, where it's just L talking about the Knights Radiant, uh, amazing in my. That opinion. was a good build up, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Radiant, the, and that was it. So like, oh. I, I, I really like the uh, moral dilemma though presented by the way the fused come back and inhabit the bodies of the singer of the singers, um, because it's just like. Whenever, whenever the Radiance and the Fused are battling, they know that for every Fused that they kill, and that's only going to result in the death of another singer. It's just just an innocent, ordinary singer, and so they have to like kind of find this balance um, between, uh, you know, how many how many Fused to kill to like protect the people that we're trying to save, like at the beginning of Rhythm of War, for example, uh, and how many. Uh, how many are we willing to spare for the sake of these other innocent singers whose bodies they're going to inhabit? I just think that's a really interesting dynamic. That is. Um, yeah. That's, I, would, I like how that was built into the story. Yeah. It'd be great to see even more of that, really. Yes. Um, or, or more, maybe um, more humanization of some of the fuse. We get a lot of that. Yeah. Leshwe. Yeah. Um, to the point where we almost start forgetting that Leshwe is is at least part of the trail singers if not a, a member of the fuse yeah so. um and yeah that's uh i uh when, when i started reading the stormlight archive um and i know sanderson has touched on this in some of the things he said he really he really tried to make the parshendi um uh, relatable even though they're an alien race Mm-hmm. Um, and I Although think it, in the way of kings, though they're they're very distant very, initially. Like with, like with the exception of um, Shin slash Relaine, um, like in in the way of kings, they're very much kind of like this other figure um, who's just kind of there to 
serve the purpose of like killing the bridgemen and uh, having this whole war plot point. And it's yeah. kind of it's kind of only at the end of the Way of Kings, um, where there are like other moments throughout. But you start at the end of the Way of Kings, especially you start realizing that you know these are actual people. And then of course, in Words of Radiance, it goes even farther. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it and it really blossoms and builds into to the end of uh, Rhythm of War. Uh, yeah, for, for that humanization um, and. Uh, Kate Redding does a really great job. Oh, she does a phenomenal of, job of putting that hu- humanization into Leshwi's voice um, when she starts mm. asking about her friend, the Honor Sprint, um, to Venley, and your heart just breaks. Yes, uh, because you know that there's like no way that that Honor Sprint is alive now. That no. she's definitely dead eyed, um, if hmm. if not somehow otherwise gone. Uh, anyways. I have not listened to the audiobooks, so if, I'm if, uh, missing out on that aspect of it. A little bit, because if audiobooks are anything that you would consider touching, um, I'd say that a large part of my love of the Stormlight Archive has to come from uh, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding's. I hear that um, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are phenomenal. Sometimes, sometimes a narrator can can really break a book. Um, I've only found a couple like that, so. Uh, audiobooks are, are great for me. Um, I think they really add. So, oof. Uh, Michael Kramer, when he reads uh, the chapter Moments, when Kaladin gets the um, meets with Tien in the storm, oof, goosebumps. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, moving on. Well, I'm sure the most, the most impactful passage in the audiobook, though, is the passage in words of radiance with all the numbers just being read straight for like a solid minute it was i think um, it's a minute and a half or two minutes yeah no oh my goodness wow because he reads it he reads it one one two one five uh, um, just making sure you really understand and yeah. hear each number yeah uh oh boy it was um i listened to them as i drive to work and that was a really really boring drive um, <laughs> same same with the uh, off topic same with the i think the intro to warbreaker they they read out everybody who was a beta reader yes oh yeah 19 minutes <laughs> like, oh god why didn't i just skip to the next chapter anyways um poof. coming back to the uh, the fused they so our last episode we talked about the surges right and okay. that's brilliant yes and so now we're going to talk about how the surges apply to the fused and what's special about that only nine only nine of the right. surges are used by the fused because of the fake one adhesion is not that's um but they do right. I think Sanderson um, took the the surges and really turned them on their head. They he subverted my expectations when it came to uh, what the fused can actually do. Uh, obviously, the flying one is not novel. It, it right. yeah okay they can fly yeah yeah yeah. Um, but the 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 ones that can go into the ground. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. The the Makaim, was it? I uh, yeah. The, that sounds, yeah. That sounds those right. those are those are my favorite kind of fused probably. Yeah. It's, just, it's just such a cool image. Yeah. Uh and such a horrifying <laughs> image when they 
were stopped from coming out of the ground once um, the tower was reactivated in favor of the Knights Radiant. Yeah. <laughs> that made my stomach... Ugh. Um, yeah, but that was but the, the Knights Radiant, though, they can use that same surge from what I understand, right? We just haven't seen anyone who yeah. can do that. Because, like, so. Venley has access to the same surge that those ones use. Cohesion, it, it, right? That is a, right, yeah. Uh, because she's able to, um, unless I'm misremembering, no, no, I, I think that the, the the one that she's using to kind of like bring the memories out of the stone and control the stone is the same one that the um, the Makaim used to like flow through the stone. Yeah. It's just there. They're like a lot more controlled than we've seen any of the Radiance use. Yeah. I'm curious to see if we, we get Radiance that uh, eventually do dip their whole body underground um yeah i would be apprehensive as anything to do that (laughs) um although i guess if i had the power maybe i would try (laughs) yeah i wonder what the limits of that are like right uh can you how like how deep can you go can you just go straight down right and then the earth and and then the rest of are are your ther- are uh, are the are your thermal receptors still active? Can you feel when you're getting hotter? Or yeah. Are you just gonna keep going and then, oof. Um, I don't want to think about being burned alive where nobody can hear you scream. Yeah. Well, I guess that'd probably be better for them, but that's um can't hear you scream, because uh, that would be a horrible death. <laughs> what else have we got? Um, other novel applications of the surges via the fused. Um, we have Lesian, of course. That's true. Um, that is, and that and that's the surge of transportation, right? Yeah, yeah. And we've only seen the one of him, right, or the one type of. Yeah, I think he. I think they mentioned that his type is like extremely rare. Yeah, it would have um, to be if there's for sure. Uh, that was such an interesting way to open rhythm of war introducing yeah that um and it's really an interesting power in the terms of its limitations with the bodies uh having three bodies before you have to go recharge um yet another example of brandon sanderson's excellent magic systems it feels yeah it feels very like video game mechanic y it does. Which is, yeah, which is like something, I think that's like a common trend in his magic systems. He seems to, um, they're inspired by the sorts of limitations that like video game developers put into games to like, you know, make them challenging and entertaining. Yeah. Um, and he kind of like applies that same philosophy to his stories. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy magic systems like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the last interesting thing i mean uh, we could go through more surges um but the the whole crux of the stormlight archive is built around the fact that the fused are bound to braze by the oath pact Mm. uh until one of the heralds breaks and it's not all of them have to break it's just one herald has to break and then and then a desolation can occur uh which is no 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 i thought all of them had to break and return for nope. well wasn't no. the one guy remaining on 
phrase enough to keep them there, it even was. though the rest of them left. It was. Right. But, but, but they, they weren't there originally. Well, yeah, you were saying it, but... Yeah, they, they didn't go back and then break. They just never went back. So the Oath Pact's terms were still kept because Tom Wait, then what about the Prelude chapter where they talk about... Massive, massive, massive spoilers right now for Stormlight 5 and one of the most common predictions is that uh, I believe it's Chanarok is and, and Nathaniel, stop me if you don't want to hear this. Um, no, I already I already know this theory. Yeah, of course. Shalon's yeah. mother is Chanarok. Right. Shalon killed Chanarok. Okay. Chanarok broke three days after getting back or something like that. Like right after getting back to Braze, she broke. So Tal never broke. Chanarok did. And, and it confirms that Tal never broke. Like that's exactly. that one's that uh, one's part uh, not okay. that, that part's not speculation. Like we do yeah. know that. Anderson, so Anderson's, we know that something had to have happened. Right. Yeah, never broke. yeah. Which is why we're getting a Tal miniature in the Stormlight Archive box for the year of Sanderson. Oh okay. because he never broke. And they're hoping that he will also never break in shipping. <laughs> Obviously, because that's exactly what it means. (laughs) That's exactly... Yeah, but no, it's such a strong statement. It gives me goosebumps sometimes. Um, Yeah, that's... uh, That's That's the current theory. Yeah, that's the theory. Um, Because Shalon killed her the night of Gavilar's death. Right, yes. Um, The thing about that theory is just just like, Shalon has already been through so much. And had... She's like, her entire story arc is just about digging up past trauma after past trauma after past trauma. And now you're going to add like another thing onto on top of on top of all that. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely it's like, is. The most you know <laughs> where I think I think Sanderson is trying to break the record for the most broken um, emotionally broken character. Uh, oh yeah well, seriously yeah. I, I can't even imagine what her reaction to finding that out would be. She would Yeah. No, um, that's um that, that would that would be well, rough maybe, for her. Well, maybe he'll turn it into a positive way, and she'll um, reabsorb. Uh, she she reabsorbed uh, radiant, right? Uh, yeah. And veil is yeah, still yeah. out. Right. Right. So maybe he'll turn it into a positive way, and she'll kind of come back all pieces together after that. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. If he can do it, that's great. If he can't, I mean, we're going to enjoy the book probably anyways. So, yes. Oof. Oof. Can't wait. November next year cannot come soon enough. I know. Um, I say that now, and then I'll blink, and it's like here. And I'm right. Like, exactly. ah, where did the but time still, go? Still. Why do I feel so old? <laughs> All right. Um, moving right along. Um, I think. Uh, I think it's time to talk about cultivation. Wait, before we move on to cultivation, there's. All right, can I just bring up one more thing about the singers? Can. Absolutely. So yeah, so the one thing that has is, is a little bit confusing to me about the singers is we know that they predated humans on Roshar, um, but I don't think we've got it confirmed when they were created or when they evolved or whatever on Roshar. And that leaves me wondering, why is their anatomy so similar to humans? Um, and I, I tried to find out if there were any wobs about this, uh, considering that they had never had any contact with humans before. And right. the only thing I could find was a wob where Brandon said, 
the the singers were created to be a vital part of the Rosharan ecosystem. Um, and it, it, I, I don't it, he doesn't really go further there. He doesn't explain what that means, but that seems to imply that the singers were probably created by honor or cultivation or maybe both of them. Um, similar to how ruin and preservation created humans on Scadrial. And presumably they created them based off humans from Yolen, although that isn't confirmed. That's just pure speculation on my part. Sure, sure. But then that makes me wonder why are they like slightly different from other humans? If they were created to be like humans, um, why weren't they created to be just humans like everywhere else in the Cosmere? It's a bit of a have, it's a bit of a puzzle that I yeah. I may have somewhat of an answer for you. Okay. Uh, because because when I learned this, it tickled my brain that I so much that I remembered it. Adelnasium made the Rosharn system himself it, itself. Uh, okay. So uh, he it it would have made the the singers the way they are, uh, especially off of that wob stating that they were made to be an integral part of the the environment or uh, right ecology. Um, we do know, and I'm trying to find. Uh, I know that we know the high storms do predate the shattering. Yes, um, I know. We I know we know that. So that yeah, I guess that does make me think that the singers might as well. Yeah, but he hasn't confirmed that either way. Um, that would be very interesting if they did predate the shattering. Yeah, there's. Uh, let's see. If any of our listeners know for certain, please email at us at guide to the cosmere at gmail dot com, um, or give us a voice message through uh, Spotify's system. Um, I can't pull up exactly where I know. So I'm finding this uh, article on Tor.com right now that's saying uh, Roshar was personally and intentionally created by Adelnasium. So right. uh, I can't find the exact thing. But yes, building off of that, um, the storms are still there. But then, you know, the, the Stormfather didn't come to inherit. Well, did the Stormfather absorb honors? Kind of. From what the Stormfather says, no. He was a spren, an incredibly powerful spren that was almost kind of like Honor's emissary in mm. the world. And I think, I think considering they're made out of spren, I doubt he has enough memory to return to what he was before. Hmm. Okay. That's at least my interpretation. Well, there we go. All right. Uh, moving on to cultivation now, maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, cool, yes. cool. Um, good point on the. Uh, I, I'm really interested to know more about the ecology um, and how it was all made. And we need yeah. a compendium, Brandon. We need a compendium. Yeah, I, I just, I just want a Cosmere book that's like no story, just like pure lore, pure for a thousand pages. Yep. You know, it's just, just like everything about the flora and fauna of every single planet. It'd be um, great. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. I hope that happens eventually by. If not him, somebody that is blessed by him to do that. Yeah. Um, so cultivation. Uh, cultivation can do some cool stuff. Yes. Uh, cultivation's a shard. What is cultivation doing? He seems to be playing forty chess. Playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, playing five D chess to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Between her and her spren offspring thing the night watcher night mother night is it night mother 
It's the Night Watcher, right? Watcher, right? Night Watcher? I, yeah, I, I would have said for sure it's Night Watcher, but now you're making me I know. wonder. <laughs> I know, but now I, I'm getting I, confused with, with Sky, <laughs> Skyrim lore and the Night Mother and, yeah. and the uh, Dark Brotherhood. Um, boy, that's that's some deep cuts in my brain. Um, <laughs> Night Watcher. Night Watcher? But then I get that confused with Terry Pratchett's Night Watch. I think Night Watcher is correct because isn't that the title they give it for a creature that will accept payment it for is, services? It, yeah, it is Night Watcher. Oh. I just I just looked it up. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Night Watcher. So they, they, they grant boons that are um, very tropey uh, kind of double-edged swords in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, which that phrase never made sense to me because <laughs> why are you grabbing a sword by either edge um, <laughs> really where did well, we can look that up later um the coolest one uh definitely dalinar's right well actually that's up for debate um we get the whole oathbringer book from dalinar's kind of not remembering his his past yeah <sighs> But the 5D chess aspect, Nathaniel, do you think that cultivation is generally positive or generally negative force on Roshar? Or oh, neutral? boy. Um, I, I want to say neutral. Yeah. Um, probably. I think she has her own kind of goals, similar to a lot of shards, and those might align with humanity and might not. Um, I'm, I'm still honestly a little bit baffled with what she's trying to do with Tara Vangian because she, she kind of approaches him at the end of rhythm of war and acts like this is sort of the culmination of her grand plan. But, you know, as we see shortly after that, it seems like Tara Vangian is going to be quite a lot worse for Roshar as Odium than Ray's was. So it, it doesn't seem like an exactly helpful thing that she manipulated him all along into accepting this position um so yeah i i i'm a little bit baffled by her to be honest yeah i think i think in terms of cosmere wide intentions um definitely not as negative as say ruin would be um yeah but the way that she's going about it is very very neutral um or very i mean we know that they can see into the future somewhat right like they can they don't know Mm -hmm. what will happen for certain but they do know what can happen um and the way that she pruned dalinar um but only for a little bit of time and then did what she did with tara vangian oof uh neutral to antagonistic for to odium maybe yeah maybe more of an antagonist against uh the negative more so than a force for good Um, it makes me wonder if if her antagonism towards odium is more of a personal grudge against rays specifically than against the shard of odium could totally Um, be we we really don't know anything about their relationship to each other, at least that I can recall, um, especially like before the shattering. But True. we know that Ra- we know that Ray's was always described as being a kind of 
you know, uh, not very nice individual. Yeah, to very put it lightly. Hungry. So, hungry, right? so it, it, perhaps that she just she just like hated him specifically and uh, has been plotting this whole time to take him down, but didn't really care about what the shard of odium did afterwards. I don't know. That's fair, and that and yeah, that may be the case. Um, yeah, I could I could go either way with her intentions with Teravangian, whether she wanted him to take over the shard or just wanted to have a backup plan in case Dalinar didn't work out and became Odium's champion. And then Teravangian did make a good deal to save humans. And boy, um, I'm not sure what more can be said on that, but the, um, what's going on with lift is, Kind Lift of. is powered by Lifelight, yep. specifically. Uh, Night's Radiant, which we know Cultivation can be a part of, because also... Um, cultivation's friend? No, not the Cultivation's friend. The singer who... Venley? Venley? What about Venley? I don't entirely know. I lost my point. Oh, okay. Sorry. Train of thoughts derailed all the Anyway, time. regardless, Lith <laughs> is powered by Life Light, which yep. means that she is able to get, uh, I guess, Life Light. Investiture. Than, investiture, yes. From eating food rather mm-hmm. than absorbing uh, the stormlight from other sources of stormlight. Right. Mm-hmm. And we know Word of Brandon states Lift will be. A, a very integral character in the second half of the uh, sequence um, yeah. or, or or in the second sequence, however you want to phrase that. Um, but I he's believe doing he said a real book, good... book six gets flashbacks from her, right? Um, um, I don't know. Or... If... One of the books anyway. Sure. Oh, that'd be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We get, we get Renarin, Yasna, and then I guess Lyft. Ta- yeah. Um, and I'm not sure who the other two would be. Uh, it's um, it's Tal- Talon and Ash, I believe. Oh, <laughs> neat. Yeah. Um, interesting. Huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Huh. So, okay, so it's all, all of the people that showed up to the Battle of Thalen Field. Yes, yeah. That's actually, all, all ten of them were there. Yeah. On that I mean, day, that's you know, cool detail. doing a real cool, you know, uh, kind of cavalry. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, whatever that trope is, but uh, that I mean, that makes sense. That makes complete and utter sense. I hope, I hope that it really is the. I hope he stays with that. That'd be great. Um, that'd be yeah, so no, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the the tone flashbacks, especially. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here, here's hoping we get something from like Ashen. Oh, I, I don't know how I don't know how far it will go back, but we definitely I'm hoping sure. we get. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Oof! I'm coming. Only up have to, only have to wait until like 2049 or something. Something like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. No. That's um another reason to stay fit and not. Indeed. And to, yeah. Okay to you know live live healthy is to make it to the end of the cosmere um (laughs) in case you need more motivation listeners um all right uh what else is there about cultivation uh she's a dragon yes and that's cool and now with Mm -hmm. tress we have uh have you read tress i don't want to 
Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, now we've seen two, um, which is neat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although we never we never really see cultivation in her dragon oh, form. No, no, do we, we don't. Yeah. See yeah. Shissus was the first time we saw a dragon. Um, yes. And there actually actually be a dragon. Right. So that was right. that was that was a pretty awesome moment. It was really really cool. Uh, such a good book. All right. And we finally know what dragon steel is. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The word was used as like uh, when you watch a movie and they say the title. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> they said it. Oh my god, they said it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was from the thing before. Yeah. Um all right, so one of the coolest parts um, of learning more about the Cosmere as a whole when you read the Stormlight Archive or after or before are the other forms of Cosmere magic that show up on Roshar, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Which Brandon, so so we all know from Dragonsteel Con 2022, he was like, the gloves are coming off. We're going to get more and more connections. I was like, great. Could you not have done that for like all of Stormlight, though? Um, because <laughs> well, there, were, he... there were already a lot of things in Stormlight compared to everything else before. There were. And Absolutely. I remember, were. yeah, Stormlight was the the last series. I, I I had read like basically everything else in the Cosmere before reading Stormlight. And I remember thinking how surprised I was, how much there was, even just in, well, the Way of Kings, not so much, but Words of Radiance. I was surprised that there was already so many connections. Yeah. No, I and I, I read the Stormlight Archives first, and then oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I got a lot of it from trying to to retroflect, retros, ret- retroactively. Well, yeah, retroactively attempt to put those pieces of the puzzle together. Um, although I think I have read all of the books now several times. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you, it was yes, retrospectively. That was the word that was on the tip of okay. my tongue. Um, yeah, but when you're when you're reading it initially, uh, from my point of view, with no other Cosmere knowledge, uh, these things were folded in so well that it was just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. It wasn't like, oh my god. Uh, but I I think um, reading Stormlight Archive last would definitely be uh, the way to go. What was our re- reading order? It doesn't matter. Um, go listen to our episode on the Cosm- best Cosmere reading order if yes. you uh, need help with that, listeners. All right. Um, keep plugging until we die. Even <laughs> even though this is a spoiler episode for everything. So yes, no. Presumably, if, you, if you're watching, yeah. you've read everything already. But if you want to reread it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give it a new, uh, give it a new test. Go with my, yeah. go with mine. Um, what did yeah. I say? Alphabetical? No. Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, so, so a major one that shows up um, that's not hard to spot is Nine Blood, um, mm-hmm. which um, and and that just reminds me, uh, Nathaniel, of the first generic entertainment video I saw, which was the that one where uh, you were uh, you impersonated Brandon Sanderson and um, uh, you, you were uh, asking a question and you were like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, what yeah. Is there for some reason, I." think i showed that to everybody that had any tangential knowledge on the cosmere because i laughed so hard during that video <laughs> thank you thank you for sharing it I, yeah that was the uh, video that exploded my channel really yeah, yeah. um uh, for like good nobody reason. was watching nobody was watching my stuff before then and then i just kind of did that on a whim 
And all of a sudden I started getting views and I was like, Oh, I guess, I guess people like Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, was, how, um, yeah. that was hilarious. I did. I did actually like keeping on this tangent. I did want to ask, is that an actual question somebody asked or did you make that up? No, uh, I made that up. You're okay. That, That's that, what yeah. I thought. I just uh-uh. tried to throw in like as many uh, nonsensical sounding Cosmere words as I could. I, I don't think the question legit. itself is that interesting. It sounded legit though. And <laughs> I did want to know the answer to the question, even though it's, I mean, I know it's like made up and it was, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was um, hilarious. Anyways. Uh, so Nightblood. Um, I think we've talked about Nightblood on the podcast before. Oh, absolutely, because Nightblood originates in Warbreaker. That's right. And then is obviously going to be instrumental in in the the entire thing going on. The Cosmere and the war with the Shards and the... Well, yeah, oh, yeah, in particular that. I meant right now just Roshar, but, oh, you yeah. know, the fact is, is that I believe that, yes, um... I believe Nightblood did fall into Seth's hands um, yeah. because he is going to be able to use it in a way that is critical to overcoming him, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Um, a really, really interesting pairing between Nightblood and Seth. Um, a and very entertaining one, too. Very entertaining. Uh, Sword Nimi. Um, yeah, I guess that is more for audiobook listeners, um, but still, still, uh, yeah. So we don't need to talk about that a lot. Um, but we do see breaths uh, starting in Words of Radiance. We see, I think, we see breaths in Words of Radiance. We definitely see it in Oathbringer. Um, oh yes, yes. No, I mean, I believe we see it in Way of Kings as well. Do we? Because doesn't Kaladin go to see? Not in Way of Kings. But I thought he was there at the camp. Which one? Who's Zahel? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Hoyd? Zile. No. uh, No. Zile was in the camp, but Kaladin's interactions with him started taking place in Words of Radiance. Yeah, because Zahel was in uh, Dalinar's camp, and Kaladin was in Sadius's for the entire way of things, so they never met. I thought the brief period where the laundry seems to be moving in odd ways. That is at the Tower. That's at Urethiru. Um, okay. That is, yeah, that's in Rhythm of War. It's been a oh, while. Yeah, yeah, Rhythm of War. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When Kaladin is like, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. And Zyla is like, fight me. Um, in a nice way, kind of. Right. And then and then just disappears for the rest of the book, and we have no idea what he was doing Yeah, no, during probably. the siege. Vivenna showed up uh, off screen, and um, they fought. And <laughs> it'll be revealed in the novella Nightblood coming out. At yes, some point please. In the <laughs> please. Well, I mean, we—I do want to know what Hopefully. happened to Ravenna after the the whole situation at um, what's that city? Al- um, uh, Calabrians, right? Or um, Sa- right in in Shadesmar, right? In Shadesmar, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ke- Yeah, or or is it is it Celebrions? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, in the audiobook, Michael Kramer says uh, celebrants, I think. Oh, okay. Like celebrate, right? Because, uh, uh, I mean, well, like, it's interesting because her sword obviously is very much like Nightblood, but is forged using a different phrase, yeah. clearly, for obvious reasons. But obviously mm-hmm. is something like a shard, uh, shard blade, although not a shard blade. Yeah. 
Um, we need more yeah. Azure. We need more Azure. That's we it. do need more Azure. I, I think what's interesting to me is that Nightblood is so, so, so powerful with just 10,000. Wait, 1,000 or is it 10,000? I think it's 10,000. 10,000 breaths. Or is it 1,000? No, it's 10,000. 9,000? Somewhere around there. Oh, no, I don't remember. I think it takes I'm, 10, I'm gonna Google it. It's either nine or ten thousand to awaken steel. Right, but like, it doesn't seem like Azure's blade is anything but a really good sword. Which it might have powers we haven't been shown yet. Sure, but um, powers of invisibility, and she was there during the siege of the tower. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll get that in somebody else's flashbacks. Uh, in like book seven, that's nah, nah, probably not. That would be that'd quite be a big brick on. That'd be oh, something. Yeah. That's... If if that was going to be the case, we could have at least gotten an interlude, Brandon. Come on, <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're going to do something like that, regular breaths. Oh, okay, one thousand awakened steel. Yeah. However, apparently it has been compared to Susabron. Who was Susabron? Susabron was the god king. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. And he had 10,000. Yes, yes. Okay. Maybe. maybe Sorry. This, Wait, I, th- this... I, th- I thought he was of the highest tightening, Susapron. Yeah. 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 Did, didn't he have like. So wouldn't he have like 50,000? That, oh, that was actually. Yeah, yeah. It said it has been compared to Susapron, making it possible that his current investiture is roughly equivalent to over 50,000. Right. Because as, as Nightblitz eats more investiture, he gains more heightenings. Right. Oh, damn. So. Which yeah, so we have like no idea what he would be at. But here's the thing: so, so the interesting thing is that, like, ignoring what what investiture Nightblood has, currently. you know, absorbed currently, the fact that such a powerful shard breaking item could be made with just a thousand breaths, crazy. Because, like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I know it was just the body. Right. But, I mean, that that's what took out Odium and made Terra Vodium, like, was, was Nightblood striking at it. And so it's just, like... Yeah. It, it's kind of an insane level of power for... I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I understand a thousand breaths is literally from a thousand people, but it still doesn't seem like it's that much investiture for the effect we are getting yeah now that's um maybe he'll reveal more about the process and maybe it was a little more special i don't know i wonder if if nightblood still could have done the same thing with odium though if if he had if like zeth had stabbed odium with the nightblood as he was when he was just created like before he had consumed Uh, a ton of investiture over the course of his life and and a and an important one because we don't honestly know we yeah you know it's it may have been the fact that nightblood has been collecting investiture this entire time Mm -hmm. that even allowed him to absorb odium's vessel i guess for lack of a better word I'm calling it now. Hoyt collects all the types of investiture from all the shards and then stabs himself with Nightblood, who has been super overpowered by that point. And that is what will bring Adelnasium back. I mean, one, <laughs> I agree with the first part. I don't think he's going to stab he's, himself no, with he's Nightblood. Because he can't die or something like that. But maybe Nightblood can kill him and release his special whatever. Ah, and I then, see. yeah. And he'll also have all the Dawn Shards, and it'll be um, 
it'll be in the heart of a dying star or something like that. And then, yeah, oh, that's um, calling it now. All right. Let's bookmark this uh, this episode for the future and okay. come back to it. All right. So we do see uh, moving on because the night is not young. No. Um, uh, we have Allomancy. Allomancy has been spotted on Roshar. Yes. In a really horrifying um, way. Wait, are we talking about hemallergy? No, we're talking no. about Allomancy. What? You're going to have to remind me. Oh, I will. Nathaniel, do you remember? Is, is, I I mean, is it confirmed that emotional allomancy has been used? Yes. I believe it has been confirmed, yeah. I don't know what specific scenes, though, that would be in. Um, Essentially, I I don't know if it's specific scenes, um, but somebody in the Devar household shallan's family oh, somebody was, was using, using emotional, emotional alimony. oh seriously that that is i did i did not know that yeah if 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 i'm remembering the words of brandon right oh that's um, horrible that yeah no that is uh potentially one of the ghost bloods was yes it is horrible and i mean it makes sense with the ghost bloods because we know that the ghost bloods right. i mean have all sorts yeah. of powers at their disposal exactly to be perfectly honest so exactly. shallan's past shallan's past just keeps getting worse it every just, piece really of information does. we learn yeah. about it it really does never stops it does not stop no no um so that and i believe that's the only time we've seen alamancy uh unless hoyt has done something which i don't think he has uh not so far i don't believe so that i imagine he probably has but like nothing obvious right right um yeah and then like we talked about earlier in the episode um they just they the the words midnight essence were used right um, yeah which i did not connect myself i saw that somewhere else um yeah i didn't immediately connect that either but looking back i'm gonna want to read the way of kings and words of radiance well and and trust of the emerald sea as well because if that's the case does that mean that like because we also see what's her name the unmade that made all the people that shallan scared off with her actual is it i thought it was aeotum mishram no, ba- Baedo Mishram was the one who enslaved all of the singers and took away their forms, oh. or, or or who who caused all the singers to go into their slaves' forms after she was like, uh, kind of. I don't know gotcha, exactly right? what happened to her. She, that's that's going to be book five where you gotcha. find out what happened to her. But yeah, Ray Shafir, if I'm recalling correctly, was the one that Shalon confronted in Urethiru. Oh. Okay. Um, so, and the one that the one that was making all of those midnight essence creatures. Right. That's what I'm saying is that like it's interesting that if the midnight essence creatures are the same as the black spores, does that mean that the spren, that specific spren, is connected to the? Um, there's the a aether, term. The. The. To the prime aether? Yeah, prime the prime aethers, yeah, because because we know that the prime aethers are a power separate from Edelnasium. Edelnasium and Investiture. Yeah. They are their own thing that would existed contemporary Edelnasium. But it'll be interesting if if the unmade is connected, that a shard that made unmade was somehow connected to something that was separate from you, 
you see where I'm finding I, I, the yeah, interest yeah. here. Like, yeah. like it's it's going to be fascinating to see how that's all connected. It is. Has it? I don't think it's been confirmed that it's the same Midnight Essence. No, no, or, it's not. Yeah, I'm just, I, I re- yeah, I re- I'm just, yeah, no, I, I believe it. It probably is because it has like the same sort of properties. But um, I really I'm, wish, I really wish Brandon would do a spoiler stream for Tress because we need to ask some of these questions. Yeah, honestly, to, what like, I wish, to like confirm it. What I wish Brandon would just do is release release a fucking encyclopedia. <laughs> like, yeah. too early. It's too early. I know. But well, but with, but with every book though, we have new questions that we want to ask and. Yeah. We only get so many spoiler streams to ask those questions, so that's true. To, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's just true. like if it is the same midnight essence, how is it connected? Why, like, or, or is it uh, not the same? And we have some sort of unreliable narrator going on. Um, I mean, that's yeah, quite possibly because like it could very much be. Also, why did what, that. why did what's her name settle in the middle of the midnight sea like the the witch? Like, why did she think that was the the prime location to settle in? Probably because she found it easy to control the Midnight yeah, Essence creatures. Like, she figured out how to do that early on, and so she figured that would be, like, the most defensible place to uh, set up her rocket ship. Yeah. Her, her mini Eurothiru. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. If it was, uh, if, if she was a, uh, Um, a mini. Which one? What was the first book? Launchus. Yeah, it'd be a mini mini Elantris, not oh, a mini sure. Arthur. Yeah, but I mean, like tower uh, shaped tower. Or, yeah, or, or... yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. like, like <clears throat> it was an Elantrian. It would be yeah. a mini Elantris. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then the only the only other one that I I know of off the top of my head, sort of, um, is Aviar. And there are at least two AVR on Roshar. Um, Mraze has one, mm-hmm. and now I believe Lyft has one. Right. At the end of Rhythm of War. Oh, yeah. And they to anybody that's just reading the Stormlight Archive, you're like, ah, it's a parrot. Okay. Um, and then when that's no, a like, chicken, it, yeah, it's a chicken. Yeah, it's a chicken. Well, yeah, but a real, okay. a real life person would go, "Oh, that chicken is a parrot." That right? is, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. One of my favorite things. It's such a minor <laughs> thing, but it is absolutely my favorite thing. That the word "chicken" is the replacement for "bird" on it's Roshar. So I really want to know why. I would Just assume. Like, oh, how did that happen? Okay, my my assumption is that. I mean, I assume that multiple cultures got to Roshar via multiple ways. Okay. And I'm going to assume that Roshar does not have its own native birds. Okay. Like, there are no native bird. And so, the first birds that a a culture encountered from another was the chicken. Sure. And in the way of mistaken translations, they assumed the chicken was the broad name mm-hmm. rather than for a specific breed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I would, yeah. And then the Ariali were over there and like, that's a bird. Why are they calling it a chicken? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, well, better blend in. It's a chicken. <laughs> right. I wonder. I wonder what they call like actual chickens then. Prime chicken. Prime chicken. <laughs> yeah. The other white meat. Um, 
<laughs> I do want to know. I want to know because Adolin eats chicken every time before a duel. Is it actually chicken? Or is it a different bird? The world may never know. I bet I bet somebody's mm. asked Brandon that, and it's in the copper mine somewhere in the world of Brandon's, and I don't know if I have the energy to go look it up. Um, <laughs> but I am curious to know what the AVR powers are going to grant Lift and or are granting Mray's. Um, yeah. yeah. We really don't know much about AVRs in general. We don't. Uh, Sticks of the Dust doesn't give us that many details. It doesn't. No. We just... And I want the... F- I Well, I don't know if it would even give us more details, but I want the Kingmaker book. Yeah. That'd be Yes. Great. Yeah, I want that. Maybe that'll be one of the secret that... projects. I was kind of hoping it would be. I was kind of hoping he would finish that as part of one of the secret projects, but I don't know if he did, and I kind of want to go in. But he, he already announced it fly. beforehand, so then it wouldn't be a truly secret project. You're right. Yeah, that's You're true. Right. <laughs> and he, he wanted it. You know, for the sake of the drama, he wanted it to be something nobody <laughs> knew about. For the sake of the drama, no truer words have been spoken. I still yeah. love <laughs> the phrase, and and it's only tangentially connected, but it reminded me, which is the Venn diagram between good drama and healthy life, to, healthy relationship behavior, is uh, has an incredibly slim overlap, which almost exclusively contains hugging and making apologies. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. Okay, have we seen any other forms of investiture on Roshar? Well, we've seen Aether's tech. Well, we already talked about Midnight Essence, but technically we saw like a I, I believe a Roseite Aether really briefly in Words of Radiance, although we didn't oh, know that's yes. what it was. Yes. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's like it's like a blink and you miss it moment, but it's technically there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and uh, of course while we're at it, uh there's White Sand as well. Um, oh, which we see, right. it, which yeah. which plays a yeah. uh, plays a pretty important role in Rhythm of War, actually. Yes, yes, it does. Um, even though it's not used by a, a, a sand shaper, is that what yeah. they're called? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I haven't read uh, the the Sandmasters. Sandmaster, thank sand you. Master. That's the term I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. No, the fact that it it can it turns black in the presence of uh, investiture. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think what happens is. Um, it, it's like black initially, and then it turns white as it gets invested. Um, huh. And like they put it next to um, one of the Fabriol gemstones, and it slowly like turned white over the course of time. I yeah. couldn't because... remember which direction it went, but yeah. I do remember that the yeah. sunlight is what invests. And actually, it's not the sand itself. It's actually a form of uh, light yeah, on the sand. Yeah. A lichen that is likened to sand. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah okay and then anything else hmm and and the fact is i don't well it'd be it anyway never mind okay i was gonna be incredibly pedantic but okay i was gonna say i don't know if really we could count the sand as a form of investiture Mm. because I think the investiture is the ability to control it, which not everybody has. So, like, while the lichen on the sand has investiture, the ability to control it as a sandmaster is specific and apparently semi-genetic. You know what? That is pedantic, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cut it off. Now. Well, there we go. I'm just kidding. Um, no, um, <sighs> 
Wow, that made my brain hurt. You know, apparently a lot of the uh, I'm really regretting not backing the White Sands Indiegogo because apparently all of the Ars Arcanum pages have answers to stuff like that. Oh, I saw a couple of them. Yeah, there there is some like it's it's one of the most comprehensive like Ars Arcanums apparently. I am so um, happy right now. Yeah, we're just so uh, yeah. There's just a lot there. We're still waiting what for our deluxe signed hardcover slipcase whatever editions to come in. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's been taking a fucking year. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Life goes on. Uh, we'll it does. I, I'm still like... I. Uh, we'll get them eventually. Hopefully. I know. We will eventually. Now I just want it more, though. Like, I want it fucking now. <laughs> Give me my answers, damn it. They, they released... Uh, one of the, or I think a couple of the pages of the Ars Arcanum on the uh, Indiegogo website, or on the, not the Indiegogo website, on the um, Dynamite Comics website. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there, there's what? like there's like a page that details um, some some things about Taldane's unusual rotation, or not, the, the Taldane system, it like provides a lot of details on how it works, basically. Um, it's like a whole page of just like astronomy. Uh, oh. It's pretty pretty interesting stuff, and then there's a lot more about the sands and other pages. So, gonna have to deep dive into that real hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we count dawn shards as a separate form of investiture? Hmm. Oh, I guess technically they. I guess right, so. Or... Maybe. I mean, it's a powerful magic, right? Also, whatever cherry is. Um, um, I mean, it eats investiture, so. right? But is it native to Roshar? Pretty sure. Okay, from the Isle of Amia, Amia, yeah. Okay, and, I just wasn't sure if that was another form of investiture because it eats investiture. So mm. I would count that as something separate than Stormlight or mm. the Surges. Hmm. Hmm. I guess we'll probably find out more. Um. Yeah, I and mean, then there's I also like, that was yeah. Just... There's also the Imeans themselves who seem to have some weird abilities. That's but true. It's kind of uh, unclear if it's investiture or if it's just a nature. Like um, the, the one um, we've only seen one of this type of Imean. Uh, what's his name from? What is his uh, name? I don't remember. Why am I why am I drawing a blank on his name? Probably because it's weird. The yeah, but the the guy who is like able to make tattoos anywhere on himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that seems like a it could be a form of investiture, but we we really get like nothing about him. Absolutely nothing. And then also the um the sleepless, um uh, is that a oh form of yeah or is that just an investiture? Yeah. Um. I, I wouldn't say I mean, that. It, it's like a hive mind thing. So the way they're able to communicate telepathically could totally be just like and due to their biology. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to say. They're, yeah. But I don't think. And it's know. hard to say if they're native to Roshar either. Like, I mean, I assume they are, but we don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think there's only a couple on Roshar out of the 24 that Sanderson has said exist. Right. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, a lot of questions. Um, but I mean, I would say we've we've encountered. I would say at least the Dawn chart is a separate form of investiture of some sort. Yeah, and now yeah, what's seems... her name has it. Risen. Risen. And yeah. she was explicitly told not to bind bond to a spren. Um, so now I can't see any possibility where that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> really, uh, she's gonna. Because we know. They're... Although I found it interesting that after she got the dawn shard, she seemed to exhibit the same the same things as as a as a uh, breath lightning. Yeah, lightning. She, yeah, she had yeah yeah the more vibrant colors and things like yeah. that. So that was interesting. It was. But we know the the people from Ashen got to Roshar because, um, I think I read this correctly. The was it a a, um, a bondsmith was being powered by a dawn shard? There's something like that. I'm gonna have to re read hmm. that because I read it like yesterday, and I'm not sure I read it correctly. Well, and it keeps coming up that it seems like breaths are incredibly powerful compared to other investiture. Because if it is, if I mean, if the if the first heightening is truly comparable to something that a dawn shard is doing, which is mm-hmm. one of the words of like creation Maybe. and then we have night blood which was able to literally drink in a shard like endowment is just like you get investiture and you get investiture <laughs> and you know yeah i don't know it's just one of those yeah. things where it's it seems like the breaths are being shown more and more to be incredibly powerful yes so with a pretty good limitation on him too yes yes, Um, indeed yeah but that uh i think that's probably all for um the third episode of the magic of roshar i believe so yes um do you have anything more to say nathaniel on uh uh i i can't think of anything yeah that we didn't that we didn't cover specifically no yeah okay all right. Well, I'll consider that a success. Indeed. Um, we'll go ahead and do our outro now. All right. Um, and all right. Uh, so until next time, stay safe, world hoppers. Life before death, strength before weakness, and journey before destination. The music you hear is part three, The Spirit, from Zavadilla's The Music of Elantris, produced by B-Roll Records, available now on Apple Music, Spotify, and most music providers. If you like what you hear, and you want others to hear it as well, please leave a rate and review. It really helps us get more listeners.